Welcome to Propel, a podcast by Fellowship Pacific to propel you and your ministry forward in the mission God has for you. I'm your host, Jessica Powell, and in today's episode, Krista Penner from our leadership development team talks with Renata Prades, one of our immersed students at Richmond Fellowship Baptist. Renata leads a multicultural ministry that involves weekly Bible studies and regular large worship nights. And she shares about how she has taken advantage of technology like Facebook Live and Zoom to continue sharing the truth and hope of the gospel to this growing community while they can't physically meet together right now. And how God is using this new online ministry to expand her influence and allow her to impact even more people than ever before. So let's listen in now to Krista's conversation with Renata Prades. Hello and welcome to the Fellowship Podcast. I'm, my name is Krista Penner and I'm here today with Renata Pratas and we're talking about what's happening in our churches and Renata's got some pretty exciting stories to share with us today. So welcome here, Renata. Thank you, Krista. It's really great to have you here. As we begin this podcast, I'm just going to let our listeners know that Renata is one of our immersed students, and she's currently uh, a member of Richmond Fellowship Baptist Church. Uh, her pastoral mentor is Pastor Don Schuling, and I met Renata over a year ago in Vancouver, where we sat in an office building and talked about life and ministry and really made a connection. Uh, Renata has a passionate love for Christ and wanting people to know who he is. And this has led her on a journey that uh, we really feel is going to be encouraging for you today as our listeners. So Renata, we're just going to start this session by asking you a few questions and just want to give a little bit of groundwork for our listeners today. When did you first encounter Christ in your life? Was in Florida in 2001. I, my family had a, back, a Christian background, but more Catholic. And I used to go to the church, but I didn't have a connection with God. So when I moved to study in Florida, I had the opportunity to enjoy a church and I felt Christ call me. I felt that something was different. I need to experience God's presence in my life in a different way, completely different than I had before in my home country. So that's, that's a, a, a beautiful picture of how Christ took you on a journey of really understanding who he was on a person or who he is on a personal level. And I know that your journey didn't end in Florida. How did you land in Canada? Uh, my husband's work permit was expiring in Florida um, in 2008. So we had to look for another option. We spent a few years, two years and a half in Brazil in a mission field in a city where my husband has a farm. Uh, and that opportunity to submit an application uh, for immigration in Canada and was approved. So we moved to Canada in 2011. Okay, so here you are. You call Richmond your home? Yes. And uh, in all of that, how did you land at Richmond Fellowship Baptist Church? When I arrived in Canada, I looked for so many churches. I visited churches in Vancouver, um, First Baptist Church in Vancouver, uh, Willington Church in Burnaby, Coastal Church in downtown. And I, was, I couldn't feel connected. So I started praying to God. And I asked, God, please show me the church you have for me. 
because I'm sure you didn't bring me to Canada to not have a church. So one day I was driving my daughter to school and I took the wrong direction. I was like singing and praying and I took the wrong direction. I saw the Richmond Baptist Church and I said, why not? Why not visit this church? And I was studying Sundays, so I couldn't go, but I said my husband. And my husband, after he visited the church, he called me and said, I think you're going to like this church. I think you're going to like the pastor of this church. And then I, I visited and I, like it, I really like the pastor. I really like the community and I'm there. That's, and that's a wonderful story. You took a wrong turn and yet it was actually the turn that God intended you to take. And, you know, that's actually such a beautiful picture. So often what happens in our lives where we take what we think is a wrong turn and yet it's exactly the direction that God has for us at that time. And so that wrong turn then in turn led you to discovering the Immerse program. Uh, which you're now a part of. But before we get to that part of your story, why don't you share with us a little bit about how the ministry that you are doing at Richmond Fellowship came to be? Okay, I was new in Canada. My English is not so good. And I couldn't be just sit down in the church seeing the service. I need to do something more. And my call is teaching the Bible, is preaching the Bible. It's what's is part of my life, is part of who I am. I need to speak God's word. And as English was a barrier for me, I started small Bible studies in my home. And the small group grew, grew bigger. And in my apartment, just two bedroom apartment, I had to fit more than 15 adults plus children. So it was like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and Pastor Don offered me a space in the church, and we started a small group there. That's what is not small anymore. We have now more than 50 adults plus children. Wow, how often do you meet? Every Friday. Okay, and am I right in remembering as part of your story that you have your small group, you meet every Friday, but you also host other events? Oh, special nights of worship. Exactly. When we moved to the church and the group grew, we started to have a worship night. Worship night means like a service that the preaching part is smaller than the worship part. So we have um, approximately 17 songs and 20, 30 minutes of preaching. So this event um, is very important for the Brazilian community because we like to worship God together. So it's an opportunity to people that they are missing the songs in Portuguese, they are missing the fellowship in Portuguese. They can go there and know the church and know the members of the church. It's like a connection with the community. Our last worship was in, Mar uh, in February, February 29th, and we had approximately almost 200 people there at the end of the service. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So this journey of your small group meeting in your apartment, moving to the church, uh, settling in at a small group that really would be considered a large group. Um, you could call it a small church. I think that would be fair. Uh, meeting every Friday night. 
do you just minister to Brazilians or has it grown to include other ethnic groups? Yeah, I start a small group in Spanish. I can speak Spanish. It's not uh, fluently, but I can speak Spanish. So I have some friends that from the Spanish community and we start a small group. They're helping me. And it is small yet, but people are very excited to be part. So it's another challenge in my life that I'm very happy to embrace. And I'm sure God's going to lead us for something bigger. Oh, that's really awesome. So the last time I spoke to you outside of this conversation, Renata, we chatted about uh, what God was doing just in recent days in your life. And so could you tell our listeners a little bit of the story of what happened when you came back from Brazil just, I don't know, now a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, in the beginning of March, I had to go to Brazil as, uh, to work. And when suddenly everything, you know, went upside down, the Canada border closed the borders, uh, the government closed the borders, so I could not come back. I had to buy a ticket to come, but the church, Pastor Don, and the church decided to stop the services to protect the members of the church. And at that night, I felt like, oh my gosh, probably all my friends, all my group, uh, they are very afraid, they are very anxious and worried about all this kind of, of, of all this problem with the virus. So what I can do to help them? I was far, I was in Brazil, my group was here, and I was, sh- I was sure that they are very anxious and worried about that. So I decided to go live on Facebook. I connect with them and say, I'm going to go live. And I explain them that I, re- I remind them the words of the God, so that we could not be afraid. We should trust God because He's in control of our lives. I d- I don't know what happened, but we had so many views, so many interactions, that I saw how important to us to keep these online services, online meetings. So now we have the Zoom groups, we have Facebook lives every week. And our, our members of the group, they are sending uh, small videos in Facebook. And we have some videos of more than 1,000 views. Wow. I don't know if it was clear, Krista. That's awesome. Over 1,000 views. So you're reaching more people with the gospel through the Facebook Live than you are at your Friday night meetings or your... Uh, monthly worship nights. Yeah, we start when we had the Friday meetings. We uh, start recording the videos and sharing Facebook. But this is completely different because doing the lives interaction with people, it's more uh, interesting. I think people participate more. Okay, so the so the the Facebook lives are more interesting because there's more interaction. Exactly, uh, we can like when we're alive, people ask for prayers. They they share their anxieties. They share how how much they are worried about the situation. They ask they request prayer for the families in the countries in Brazil, you know, and we pray together. So I think it's important to be connected online in this time that you cannot be together. Yeah. So do you have any words of encouragement or anything that you would say to our listeners, to our other churches 
um, regarding how this has impacted the people that you know with the gospel. So in other words, what would your encouragement be to our other churches in regard to using this platform or other platforms uh, to connect people? I think we, we are living in a very difficult time, but at the same time, it's so exciting because it's an opportunity to share the love of God. So imagine I, probably you that you're listening to us, you are worried. You are worried with the news, you are worried for everything that's happening around you. Maybe you have a family that are sick, family members that are sick, but a lot of people, they need to hear what you know about God. So you have God and you feel anxiety and you feel stressed with the situation. Imagine those people who don't have God. They don't have hope. They don't have a life, a life hope. So I, I, in my opinion, it's a great opportunity to share our experiences with them, to share the love of God with them. That's great. Well, Renata, I just really thank you for spending this time with us today and uh, sharing what you've been doing and what has been happening as you've reached so many more people with the hope, the love, and the, uh, the, uh, the strength that God gives us. So uh, again, thank you for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you again and keep doing what you're doing. So have a great day. Thank you very much, Krista. Thanks for listening to today's episode. At the Fellowship Pacific Ministry Center, our team is committed to serving our churches. To find out more about the resources we have available and how we can support you, visit www.fedpacific.ca.